Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School on today. It's another powerful lesson, a powerful packed time in the Lord. Are you ready to be healed today? Receive Amen. it. Receive it. Receive it. Father, we thank you. We praise you for this class this morning. Father, we are expecting miracles, signs, and wonders to come from your word today and people's believing heart and made up mind that this belongs to them. So in Jesus' name, they believe they receive and they take it now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we are talking about this morning Jesus longed to, he longed to answer prayer. He want to answer your prayer. But it's only the prayer of faith that you pray he can answer. In other words, you can't just pray, you must expect to receive. Amen? You Amen. must expect to receive. So good morning, prophet. Good morning again, Apostle. And we can pick it up in the notes. Okay, so this is uh, an account of the healing process that happened with Brother Hagen's wife. And so we are reading from his notes this morning. Amen? And it says, in Mark 5, in Mark 5, the woman healed of the issue of blood told her story. And people who read it and believed received answers and are healed today because she told her story. Even though she's in heaven, even though she is in heaven, we still tell her story and receive answers. Because what we rehearse, God repeats. I'm going to say that again. What we rehearse, God repeats. Yes. So with this in mind, I want to refer back to a vision Kenneth E. Hagen had of Jesus. It contains answers for us. That Hagen told this account in his book, I believe in vision. And it's in the chapter titled, I have come to answer your prayers. So for those of you who are listening to us this morning, if you'd like to have this in your library, that's where you can find it. In Kennedy Hagen's book, I believe in vision. And it's in the chapter titled, I have come to answer your prayer. So now we're going to go ahead on and read that account. So Dan Hagen wrote the following. He said, at the close of my message one night, a spirit of prayer descended upon the congregation and we all gathered around the altar to pray. We prayed for quite some time. 
After a while, I got off my knees and sat on the steps to the platform. I was sitting there with my eyes open, sitting in an, I'm, I'm sorry, singing in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance when suddenly I saw Jesus standing about three feet in front of me. He said, I have come to answer your prayer. Hmm. I knew exactly what he was talking about. I had been praying for some time for my wife who had a gorda. It was growing larger and larger until now she was having choking spells. From the time we were first married, I had sensed in my spirit that my wife would die at an early age. And I thought that perhaps this time was approaching. I prayed the rest of the night about this. And I said to the Lord, I have obeyed you and done your will. I have left my church and done your will. I left my family and have been in the evangelistic field for many years. My wife has stayed at home and has been faithful to raise our children. I am still a young man in my 30s. We have been married for many years. Please let me keep my wife. In the vision, the Lord said to me, I have come to answer that prayer. Tell your wife to be operated on, for she will live and not die. Although I didn't mention it to my wife, I had felt all along that if she were operated on, she would die. She later told me that she had known for several years that she would die when she was operated on for that gorda. But the Lord said to me, she will live and not die. According to the natural course of events, without divine intervention, she would die. But I have heard your prayers. And I've come to answer them. She will live. She will live. Then Jesus said something that absolutely melted me. <laughs> and I've never been able to forget it. He said, I did this, son. Just because you asked me to. Say that again. 
I did this, son, just because you asked me to. Wow. You don't, you don't know how I long to do for my children if they would only ask me and believe me. Many times they beg and they cry and they pray, but they don't believe me. And I cannot answer their prayers unless they have faith because I cannot violate my words. That's right. But how often I long to help them if only they would let me by taking me at my word and bringing me their problems, trusting me to undertake for them. Wow. Again, he said, tell your wife to be operated on for she will live and not die. And with mm -hmm. those words, he disappeared. Mm -hmm. Even though the doctors were greatly concerned about my wife's condition, my wife and I had great joy because we knew the outcome in advance. Yes. I, I wanted to look at several of these things Jesus told Brother Hagin. Jesus stated that he longed to do for his children. But we must mm -hmm. ask him and believe him. His longing right. to do for us shows his depth of interest in us and in anything that pertains to us. Yes. But for him to answer us, we must have faith, not just a need. We must have faith, not just a need. That's right. Jesus doesn't answer needs. He answers faith. Jesus can't violate his word just because we have a need. That's right. We must also have faith. That's right. Brother Hagen had a need for his wife's healing. But he but if he hadn't released faith when he prayed, she would have been she would not have been healed. Mm -hmm. A lot of people pray, but it's believing prayer that receives answers. What kind? It's believing prayer that receives answers. In, Mark in 11, 20... I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's the reason why Mark chapter 11 and verse 24 says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. But you must believe. All right. Jesus stated many times they beg and cry and pray, but they don't believe. Mm -hmm. Notice, 
They're doing a spiritual act of praying, but without faith, it's not Bible prayer. Bible yes. praying involves the releasing of faith. Begging, crying, and praying, begging and crying and praying is praying out of your emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and that misses the mark. Yes. Believe that God's power goes to work for you the moment you pray. Whether you feel it or not, for God's power isn't always seen and it isn't always felt. Now that's powerful. It's not yes, always it seen and it's not always felt. That's, that's right. important to know. Okay? Amen. Jesus told Brother Hagen, I did this just because you asked me to. Lord, have mercy. We don't have to earn his help. It's available for asking. Look we don't that. have to beg and cry. We just have to ask. James 4 and 2 tells us, you have now because you ask now. Jesus told him, how often I long to help them if only they would let me by taking me at my word and bringing me their problems, trusting me to undertake for them. Mm -hmm. In this statement, he tells how to let him by, number one, taking him at his word. Number two, bringing our problems to him. Mm -hmm. And number three, trusting him to undertake. Worry is a sign of your still holding on to your problems and not letting him undertake for you. Say that again. Worry is a sign that you're still holding on to your problems and not letting him undertake for you. My, my. If you're thinking about it, you're worrying. First Peter 5 and 7 reads, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. Mm -hmm. For he cares for you affectionately and about you watchfully. And this is the amplified version. When it's in his hand, he can work on it. When it's in your hand, okay, I'll read it again. When it's in his hand, he can work on it. Mm. When it's in your hand, he cannot work on it. Worry is a sign that it's in your hand, not in his hand. Mm. When tempted to worry, you should say, I refuse to worry. By cast that problem into his hands, and he is working on it right now. 
Praise Jesus. Jesus told Brother Hagen, I have come to answer your prayer. Jesus showed up and worked in response to his prayer. Jesus didn't, he did not irritate the rescue. Brother Hagen did by praying. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he, he, he didn't start, he didn't, I'm sorry, he didn't initiate it, but Brother Hagen did by his prayer. Because Brother Hagen prayed in faith, Jesus was able to what? Intervene. I want to read that one again. Brother Hagen told, uh, this is what, uh, Jesus told Brother Hagen. He said, I've come to answer your prayer. Jesus showed up and he worked in response to his prayer. So we can see that this was initiated by Brother Hagen by his praying, praying. Because Brother Hagen prayed in faith, mm-hmm. Jesus was able to intervene. Yes. There are many things that can be changed if we will pray in faith. Wow. If we don't pray, if we don't pray, things happen that shouldn't happen. Jesus Jesus wants to work on our behalf, but we must invite him to work on our behalf. For he doesn't force himself on people. When we pray in faith, when we pray in faith, that invites him to move on our behalf, which he longs to do. For he longs to answer your prayers. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's all of your notes. Now, that reminds me, prophet, of Jeremiah 33 and 3. Okay. Call unto me and I will answer you. Mm -hmm. And I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know. Absolutely. And that's what Brother Hagen did. Yes, he did. Concerning his life, he called on the Lord. And the Lord answered him. He came to show him. She's not going to die. She's going to live. Mm-hmm. And without that intervention from the Lord, she would have died. Okay. Look at Brother Higgins' heart. Without that mm-hmm. intervention from the Lord, he would have died. But Brother yeah. Hagin reached out to the Lord. What do we of think? Why do we bring this lesson to you? You can do the exact same thing. Amen. What do you say, Prophet? Well, I say uh, exactly what you just said. I agree with that. But but what really stuck out to me in this passage that I was, uh, that you shared this morning and this experience that Dad Hagen had with his with his wife is is the word believe. 
Yes. That word sticks out because, you know, we can pray all we want. We can say whatever we want. But if faith is not there, and I think that's what he was pointing out, the person who wrote this particular, uh, I think you shared with me who wrote it, I don't remember. But he was stressing, he was putting a lot of emphasis on the fact that what God said to Brother Hagen, he said people, they pray and they beg and they cry. And mm. that's a sign of worry. That's a sign of worry. Because, you know, worry and fear is like oil and water. Yes. They don't, they don't mix. And I think this is so vitally important in this lesson that he was pointing out that even, even though Dad Hagen prayed, Dad Hagen had faith in what God said. He said, he said he always knew his wife was going to die. He knew it, before, <laughs> you know, before that even came about. And so there he was in prayer one night and he was praying for that. And I like the fact that it's what he said, we prayed for quite some time. There's a lot of people, you know, and, and thank God for, you know, we don't have to pray a lot all the time. I mean, we don't have to pray long prayers all the time, but sometimes you got to pray until you, until you, the noise, the noise, the noise. Do you hear the noise? I do not hear the noise on my end. All right, great. I'm glad, I'm glad you don't. So maybe it's just me. But what I'm saying, sometimes we have to pray until we break through. And, and you, and so he got a breakthrough. He said, we prayed for quite some time. And even after I got off my knees and sat on the platform, he said, I was sitting there and, and, and then God began to answer. And suddenly I saw Jesus standing there. He said, I knew exactly what God was saying to me because what I had been praying for some time for my wife. He said, I had been praying for some time for my wife. She mm -hmm. had a border. And so from the time he said that they were first married because he was praying about that. See, we don't just pray and, and, and well, a little one five minute prayer and then leave it alone. No, sometimes you got to pray till you get to make a until you get through. And I don't mean you got to be repetitious about it. He, When he said, I've been praying for some time, that means many years maybe he had been asking God about that. And then there he was. He answered him. So there was the answer right there. Yeah. And then it was just, 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 just like anything else. He said, listen, I've obeyed you, Father. I've done what you, what you asked me to do. I, I, I've been out here. You know, I left my church. And, you know, we talked about that in our prayer time. He That's didn't right. want to leave his church. He did not want to leave his church. He had built that church. He developed that church. And it was very comfortable for him now. But now God said, no, I want you to go out on the field. And it's the, it's a big difference in being out on the road in an evangelistic ministry as opposed to being a pastor positioned in a church. That's right. But he's telling, he's telling God, I, I did that. I left my family. I left my church. I left my wife at home to raise our children for years. And I'm asking you one thing. Please let me keep my wife. Just mm -hmm. like that. Just as simple as that. 
And God told him, he said, I long to do this for you. That's she right. will. She will live and not die. Tell her to go ahead and have the surgery because that's what they had been praying over. That's Should right. she have the surgery? Should she not have the surgery? They had been praying about that, seeking God about it. What did he say? He felt in his spirit all along that if she had that surgery, she would die. But what changed all of this? A prayer, simple prayer of faith and believing what God said. Now, once God gives you a word, you can't still walk around here worrying about what he said. He Mm -hmm. said, if my people would just trust me, you see it? Even God said that. If my people would just trust me, just trust me that I'm going to do it. And then he gave an example to know whether you trust, so you can know whether you're trusting him or not. He said, because if you're worrying, you're not trusting me. He said, if you're worrying, it's in your hands. He said, because if it's in my hands, then I can fix it. That's powerful right there. Yes. Yeah. But if it's in your hands, he says, nothing I can do about it. So, you, you know, I hear someone saying, how do I know when it's in my hands? Well, it's in your hands if you're still worrying about it. Listen, you have to come to the place in your life where you say, listen, I'm going to believe God no matter what. You have to make a decision. And I share this and I keep saying it. God said, I set before you life and death. He said, now you choose life that you may live. Mm -hmm. Well, watch this. If you don't choose it, you will die. You know, so you, he said, I'm going to set. It's just two extremes. It's either you're going to live or you're going to die. So get busy living. Are you going to get busy dying? Which one do you choose? Yeah, he said, that's what he said. And so he was telling them, you better, you know, and many of us, we have to make that decision. We have to make a choice. So if you're saying, I'm going to get busy living, now watch this now, watch this. If you say with your mouth, I'm going to get busy living, but you're still worrying, you're not busy living, you're on the road to death. Mm-hmm. Because on the road to living is faith. Get this in your vision right now. There's two roads. And on the road to living is faith. But on the road to, to death is worry. That's right. Yes. You're not gonna you're not gonna meet worry on, on, on the life on the path to life. You're not gonna meet worry on that road. It's not on that road. Worry is on the road to death. So God said, I've set before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. And so you, you, this is how you know what you're doing. This is how you know where you are. This is how you locate yourself. You can do it right now. Just take a moment. Am I worrying about this? Or have I really prayed about it and am I in faith about it? Am I trusting God to do it? This is yeah. how you know where you, where you are right now. You're mm-hmm. gonna get busy living or you gonna get busy dying. Because worry will kill you. I promise you it will. And this yes. is what God knows. God knows that. So he doesn't want you to work. He's saying, trust That's me. Right. Just yes. trust me. I got, I got this. Don't take it back. Just trust me. I got it. I will do it for you. What did he say? I long to do things for my children if they would just ask me and then trust me to do it. That's right. 
Prophet, I have a scripture here that bear witness what you were just saying. It's Psalm 77 and verse 14. Psalm 77 and verse 14. And this is coming out of the Message Bible. Pay attention to words. Listen to what it says. You are the God who makes things happen. You show everyone what you can do. Isn't that powerful? Mm -hmm. You are the God who makes things happen. He makes them happen. You show everyone. I'm a part of the everyone. What about you? You show everyone what you can do. That's Psalm 77 and 14. Yes, ma'am, in the Message Bible. Oh, in the Message. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yes. You are the God okay. who makes things happen. You show mm -hmm. everyone what you can do. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. I agree with that. You could pick it back up what you were saying. No, I'm done, Apostle. I just was making right. that point about believe about believing because it it, it that's the uh, bottom line of that whole message that that Hagen shared. God was saying, if they would only believe me, because and I think we we just can't stress that enough. We, we can't highlight even if you highlight it, even if you you use a bullhorn to get out on the street and just blow it up. You cannot over, uh, you know, it, it will not be over. No, it will not. It will not be because you can't, you, you know, he's making that plain. People don't trust God. They say they do, but they really don't. Not if they're worrying about it and not if they're in fear about it. God said this, but let me see if it's going to work. That's not how you approach God. Mm -hmm. He said, I can only work with my word with what? In faith. Uh, yeah, only That's in faith. That's what moves God. Our faith moves him. Our faith. Yeah. The scripture says that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Yes, even our faith. Yeah, even our faith. Your faith is the victory that overcomes sickness and disease and everything else. Isn't that what you're saying? Absolutely. Lord have mercy. It, you, I love the part also. I love it all. But the part jumps out to me too is when he said, Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. You didn't expect anything to happen. So when you ask, you didn't ask in faith. And this is why I said at the beginning, at the top of this class this morning, expect. Put on your expectation. What are you, look, they came to hear and to be healed. They came to be healed. Did you come to be healed this morning? Yes. You got to put on your expectations. Never enter into a class like this 
but you didn't come to be healed. Never into a class like this, in other words, not expecting anything to happen. You must expect. You have to have expectation. Be in faith about it. If you just get in faith about it, if you just come believing, faith mm -hmm. yeah. about what? By hearing. There, healing's taking place right now. Praise God. Amen. It's, it's going on right now. See, listen, but you must believe. Expect it. See yourself here. See yourself walking without that walking. See yourself. Heart trouble can't stay here. Diabetes can't stay here. Whatever your diagnosis is from the doctor, it can't stay there. The scripture said, greater is he, that's what, prophet, in you. Absolutely. Then he that's in the world. Now I want to ask you all a question here. How can the greater one be in you? The one who paid the price for your healing to begin with. He said, by his stripes, you were healed. So he done did it. Now he done moved on the inside of you. But you still allow sickness and disease. Do you see what I'm saying to you here? Amen. Sickness and disease can't stay in you if, if 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 the greater one lives inside of you. That is impossible. It cannot be. Did you hear what I said? It cannot Amen. be. And this is what Brother Hagin knew. He knew this when he was paralyzed. From the waist uh, uh, down. What did he do, prophet? He threw himself on the floor. Absolutely. Lord Jesus. Are y'all getting this today? Mm -hmm. In other words, do something you couldn't do before. You done heard the words. You believe it. You receive it, now act on it. Do something you couldn't do before in the name of Jesus. You must act on the words. That woman who had the issue of blood, she was at home saying, if I could just touch his clothes. She heard about Jesus coming through her town. If I could just get out there and just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. I'll be made whole. She didn't stay inside. She got out there. And you know what? She did exactly what she said at home. She did it. She got out of that mm -hmm. house. And she did it. <clears throat> and you know what? 
the power of God did flow. Amen. And it's ready to flow to you, but you must believe and you must act. <clears throat> Are y'all Amen. getting this? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 